0: Chris Ballard and Frank Reich spoke to the media yesterday. What did we learn? We'll talk about that. Indiana, an absolutely huge game tonight against Rutgers at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Indiana trying to do something that they haven't been able to do since 2019, which is absurd. We'll talk about that. Purdue, they lost last night to Wisconsin. They are no longer in the Big Ten regular season championship hunt. Pacers tonight. Sectional basketball last night, sectional basketball tonight, all kinds of stuff to talk about. This is Breakfast with Ken For Wednesday, March 2nd, 2022, we're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Give them a call. Very trustworthy. They do great work. We've had them out to the house multiple times. They replaced our hot water heater, garbage disposal, looked at our sump pump, said, Hey, it's all good. You can trust them. 765-610-8809, the number. Subscribe, like, ring the bell. Hit our 5,000 subscriber yesterday. How about that? That's, uh, that you know, for me, that's pretty good. I'm pretty happy about that, 5,000 subscribers. Very nice of you to do that. And uh, when you ring the bell, you get a little alert saying, hey, we're going like we will tonight. Not just inside Indiana Sports Now, but the instant post game for Indiana Rutgers, as soon as that game goes final, I mean the moment that thing goes final, bam, we're up. We're talking about it. We're either praising Xavier Johnson or, or, or not, one way or the other. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. All right, Chris Ballard spoke to the media first, then Frank Reich. What they both said is that the decision has not been made on Carson Wentz. That Carson Wentz was out west. Uh, last week, doing some work, was in the complex yesterday, had an hour meeting with Chris Ballard, uh, spoke with Frank Reich as well. And, and the thing that I like about Ballard and Reich is that they're so different. Their personalities, uh, there's no way that these guys could possibly socialize, right? They're, they're just cut of different cloth. Chris Ballard, a pragmatist, utterly a pragmatist. They say it's good cop, bad cop. Right, The bad cop, obviously, is Ballard. He, he looks at things from a distance, from 35,000 feet, and tries to build the best roster that he can. Frank Reich has got to work with these men as individuals and, as such, has to build a relationship with them. You get the feeling that Ballard doesn't really have much of a relationship with the guys, which is absolutely not a criticism. That's the way it needs to be. You can't hire and fire in the way Chris Ballard does and have a personal tether to these players. You just can't. So Reich, being that guy who can have the relationship, who believes still in Carson Wentz, as he said yesterday, that's really important to the success of this franchise. You have to have a guy who who sees the man and the player as the coach, and you have to have the 35,000-foot guy as the GM who's hiring and firing, you know, in... In the effort to try to bring about the best roster that he can, knowing that you got to turn the entire thing over, uh, just about every position, on the average, every three years. All right, there are some guys who are are going to stick with you for a while. The Colts—they've been turning over quarterbacks every year for a while. Frank Reich has never had the same starting quarterback from one season to the next. Last year. It was Carson Wentz, and I just can't believe they haven't made the decision. Somebody's made the decision. Somebody's made this call. Somebody knows whether Carson Wentz is going to be the starting quarterback for the Colts next year. You cannot go through two months of an offseason, uh, kind of that, uh, that sort of autopsy of your season and, and the diagnostics and not know whether you want to roll back with a guy or not. No matter who you believe, you can go get, right? And we learned from uh, Brian Guttenkust yesterday, the general manager uh, of the Packers, that nobody has called him with a trade offer for Aaron Rodgers yet. And of course they haven't, because nobody knows if Aaron Rodgers is going to come back to the Packers. Once he, if he says, I want to play for somebody else, the phone is going to ring, and it's going to ring often for Brian Guttenkust. If Aaron Rodgers wants to go back to Green Bay, obviously, why would the phone ring, right? Green Bay is going to keep him. Uh, if if Aaron Rodgers wants to come back, he's going to be back. There you go. At any rate, Carson Wentz has no say in whether he's going to be back or not. Is he going to be dealt? Is he going to be drafted over the top of? Is, will the Colts sign a free agent? Is that their best path? What are they going to do? Are they better off this year kind of battling with Carson Wentz and then going into the next year's draft with an opportunity to go get a guy in the first round and not take a cap hit from Carson Wentz not being a part of this team? These are questions that they have to answer, and I think that they have. I think they've got plans. You know, there's no way that Chris Ballard doesn't have plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D. There's just no way. He says that they're going to sit down over the course of the next 10 days and they're going to make their final decision. Those three guys who will make the final decision, uh, Jim Irsay, obviously Chris Ballard and Frank Reich. Jim Irsay is the guy, he's got the trump card, right? He owns. If he says, I don't want Carson Wentz back, figure it out, boys. That's what they're going to have to do. Uh, He'll listen, I would assume, to Chris Ballard and Frank Reich, but maybe the die's already been cast And Jim Ursay knows what he wants out of his football team next year, and that does not include Carson Wentz. Or maybe he's cooled off and he can be, you know, kind of prevailed upon to see the good in Carson Wentz and ignore some of the bad and believe that some of the bad is not going to be repeated if he rolls it back in 2022. Interesting times for the Indianapolis Colts, I think. What we did learn also, we learned that uh, Zach Paschal likely not to be back. He's a free agent, and Chris Ballard spoke about him in the past tense twice. And Chris Ballard doesn't do that by accident. It's not a slip of the tongue. You know, he was, Zach Paschal was this, Zach Paschal was this. That's how Chris Ballard communicates. And uh, generally, in fact, every time that I can think of when he's done that, guys have been gone. Or if it's present tense... It's a good thing for the guy and the team. Zach Pascal, a really good run blocker, a good receiver, didn't have a great year last year. But was that Carson Wentz or was that Zach Pascal? Same thing with Mo Ali Cox. Mo Ali Cox had a catch percentage in 2020, 79%. And last year, it sunk to 53 is that Moe forgetting how to use his hands in catching a football? Or is that Carson Wentz as a quarterback not throwing as catchable a ball in as catchable uh, places, locations, as uh, Philip Rivers did? Things to consider for the Pacers. Um, and Reich said something interesting. I mean, it was asked of him whether sort of the die's already cast and it would be tough to run it back with him because of past performance. And what Reich said is all it's going to take for him to be accepted as the quarterback is success. It's winning. Same thing with a head coach. You know, if a head coach wins, um, he gets the credit. If they lose, he gets a lot of the blame. Um, If the offense moves, Frank Reich doesn't get credit. That's Carson Wentz. That's the receivers. That's Jonathan Taylor, the offensive line. If they don't move, It's all on Frank Reich and his dumbass calls. When they get it on fourth and one, nobody says, boy, that Frank Reich's a genius. What they say is, hey, you know, when he doesn't get there, Frank Reich is a dumbass. That's what they say. That's a tough part of being a coach. You're always going to get picked apart for the things you don't do well. Some Indiana's got to do well tonight. Indiana plays against Rutgers at Simon Scott Assembly Hall, and they have got to win their third straight Big Ten game for the first time since 2019. It's been since 2019 since Indiana has won three straight conference games. And actually, Indiana won four in 2019 to end the regular season. And that fourth game was against Rutgers. And guess who was playing for Rutgers back then? Yeah, these two guys. Geo Baker, who's been there since the earth cooled, and uh, Ron Harper Jr., This is only his fourth year. So you got that going for you if you're Rutgers. Steve Peichel is a really, really good coach who gets the most out of his guys. Rutgers really doesn't do anything great. Not a great defensive team, not a great rebounding team, not a great offensive team, not a great three-point shooting team. It's just that they are a pain in the ass because they compete and they are really smart. And you're going to have to bring it for 40 minutes to win. Xavier Johnson is going to have to play well. He goes, we go. That's kind of the way Indiana is. Trace Jackson Davis has got to find a way to contribute in ways that he hasn't the last couple of games. Although, if you look back, the games that he hasn't played great, Indiana's done pretty well in as a team. You've got to get some shooting from someplace, whether it's Xavier, whether it's Parker Stewart, Miller Kopp, Miller whomever. And it's really about time for Miller Kopp to step up and have one of those big games, a five of seven from Beyond the Arc game. Maybe tonight's that night. Indiana wins. I think they're in the tournament. Indiana loses. Rutgers is probably in the tournament. We talked about it yesterday. Joe Lenardi has Indiana and Rutgers as the last two teams in the bracket right now, both in playing games. Indiana playing in against Memphis and Rutgers playing in against San Diego State, but that's going to change based upon tonight. The loser is going to be dropped from the field in Lenardi's bracketology. The winner is going to kind of cement its status for uh, the NCAA tournament. Indiana with the game Saturday 2 o'clock against Purdue, who lost last night to Wisconsin and lost their opportunity to win the Big Ten regular season championship. That's going to be an interesting game because Zach Eady is a man-child. Obviously, what is he? seven four and he's like ridiculous. And then Jaden Ivey. Jaden Ivey last night missed foul shots. That hurt. Like Purdue, they tied it with 11 seconds left. Ivey hit a three. And then Chucky Hepburn hit a three with three seconds left to put Wisconsin up. And then Purdue lost their final possession and that's how they lost. Jay Nivey, 3-9, and nine, shooting foul shots. Some nights the ball just isn't going to go in. Ball's got to go in tonight for Indiana. If they shoot better than 70% from, from the line, I feel good about Indiana. If they shoot less, I don't feel so good about Indiana. Indiana's got to out-execute teams in order to beat teams. That's what Indiana is. They are not talented enough to just show up, roll the ball out, and beat anybody in the Big Ten. Speaking of that, speaking of beating anybody, you really thought that Ohio State last night in Columbus against Nebraska was going to have no problem. Well, problems they had. Ohio State gets beat by Nebraska last night. Indiana, if Indiana can win this game and somehow pull off the miracle upset on Saturday at Purdue... They could wind up like fifth in the Big Ten. They aren't that far out of it. And they've lost a couple of games that they really should have won. They were up by 20 against Wisconsin at Madison. Should have won that game. There are games that they played that they should have won. And had they won those games, you know what? They would be in business. They've got a chance to, to win this game tonight. I don't. Saturday is going to be a tough pot. In fact, like Ken Palm says, that Indiana has a seventy percent chance to win. ESPN says they got a seventy-seven percent chance to win. If they can get this win tonight, and then somehow find a way on Saturday against Purdue, a lot of good things can happen for them in the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament. This is a, just another season on the brink for the Hoosiers, Pacers tonight. In Orlando, 7 o'clock. By the way, the Indiana game, 7 o'clock also. That game on BTN, the Pacers game, of course, at Orlando on uh, on Valley Sports. Sectional basketball last night. Noblesville beat Zinesville Westfield over Fishers. Wow. I thought Fishers had a shot at a really good run. LN over Attic. So Indiana recruit CJ Gunn is going to play high school basketball again. Good for LN, kind of backing up their guy. Guns suspended for last night's game because of two technicals in the final regular season game. Southport over Pike in sectional 11. Ben Davis over Ron in sectional 11. Sectional 42, Heritage Christian over Park Tudor. Tonight in sectional 10, North Central against Cathedral and Lawrence Central against Tech. Friday night, full slate of semifinals. And then Saturday night, of course, the sectional finals. Let's celebrate some birthdays on this Wednesday, shall we? Uh, Andy Card, happy birthday, Ben Cruz. Happy birthday, the great Mark Roth. Camp Menominee, uh, alumni especial. Mark Roth celebrating a birthday. The great Claudette Pickens, happy birthday to Claudette. Ron Sanders, the great Paul Mendenhall. Indiana Radio Hall of Famer, Broadcasting Hall of Famer, Paul Mendenhall. Ked Anderson, happy birthday. Zach Scorick, happy birthday. Jacob Terrell happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, celebrate somebody else. Do that. The best way to do it, an honest and specific compliment. Be good to somebody. Lift somebody. Make somebody's day better. We do enough dragging each other down. I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to lift people up today. How about you? That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.